Hello, I'm AJ Hogue. Welcome to the Effortless English Show, the show that teaches you to speak English powerfully. I will help you become a successful international leader. Visit EffortlessEnglishClub.com for our free email course. On the show today, I have Kristen Dodds from Learn Real English. How exactly do you learn the real English, the idioms, the slang used by real native speakers, Americans, British, Australian? Well, Kristen's going to talk about that. Also, later in the show, we both will answer your Twitter questions. So Kristen will help me answer your questions from Twitter. Kristen is one of the co-founders of Learn Real English, and she has been teaching English for a very long time and also a very good friend of mine, my best friend, in fact. So it'll be interesting to hear from Kristen and what she thinks about how to learn real English. So Kristen, what exactly is real English? Well, it's like you were just mentioning, AJ. It involves real English involves idioms. It involves slang, and it's what uh, real people are using. It's it, you know, language is something that evolves. It's constantly changing, and you don't get that from a textbook. When you're learning from a textbook, you just do, you you get the basics of a language, but you're not getting that aliveness that. The, the changing, you know, the slang that's always changing, usually by younger people. Uh, you know, that's brought in a lot of times. But, uh, yeah, so that's what we teach. We teach with a lot, using a lot of idioms and slang through real conversations, not stilted conversations that you'll get from textbook uh, type learning. So, so textbooks are not teaching real English, for, mostly? No. No, not at all. It's uh, very, uh, how could I say? It's, it's you know, it 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 offers the basics of a la of of English, mm. of English, but there you're not going to be getting the idioms. You're not going to be getting the slang. You're not going to be getting words that are combined together when we when we're speaking quickly naturally for example like you and no a lot of times when we're speaking we'll say you know you're not going to be learning that from uh, textbooks uh, yeah right you know I know I had the same issue I, you know obviously I'm part of learn real English as well so uh, and you know we talk about this all the time when we were teaching and using textbooks you know back in the past uh, that uh, like nobody speaks that way re in real life. <laughs> right, exactly. And we hear from our members, some who, you know, they've moved, they come, they move to America or they come to visit and they think that they have a, I was about to use an idiom, a handle on the language, which actually means they think they have a good understanding of the language, they're able to, to speak English but they come here and then they're confused when they're trying to speak to someone just out on the street they don't understand them and a big part of that is just they're, they're, they if they've learned from a textbook from a standard you know uh, 
classroom setting, they're not getting their, their, those idioms, those slangs, that, that, re, that essential part of a language, that realness is missing. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about how the lessons uh, and conversations are, are made. Uh, you know, can you talk about that? Because, so what's different? Like, how, how, do, how, do you, how do we go about it? So, you know, obviously I'm helping with it as well. Yeah, so <clears throat> there's uh, also Joe is, is one of the other directors, Joe Weiss. So the three of us get together and decide upon a topic, something that interests us. Uh, many times it's something that we've had a direct experience with. And we'll sit around, and it could be just two of us or maybe all three of us will have a conversation about it, speaking uh, in a way that we would be speaking to each other if we weren't being recorded, as if it was just there was you know this wasn't being recorded for the business at all, just very naturally, just one on one at, or or speaking to each other as friends speak, mm -hmm. and so in just naturally out of that conversation comes idioms many times, uh, slang. And one another nice bonus to our lessons is a lot of times there's there naturally cultural things are brought in just from what we're speaking about, and so that's the basis of our lessons. Well, that's you know that's a great point about culture. Uh, I recently uh, did a little webinar where I was talking about culture, and you know culture and language they go together, and especially with real English, like the idioms and slang, I mean, those idioms come from the culture. The slang comes from the culture. So knowing the culture uh, of English-speaking countries, uh, I think that's also quite important. What's your, what's your opinion about that? Yeah, it, it is definitely important. Um... Aren't you thinking, you know, we've, we've been talking now about possibly doing a Learn Real English show, like this Effortless English show, and focusing it on culture. I mean, are you still interested in that idea? Can you talk about that? Yeah, I am interested in that idea. In fact, I was talking to my mom last night on the phone. She was super excited about it. She was even going on about uh, how we could really incorporate a lot of history, too. She's very interested in different I don't know if she was using the term correctly, dialects of America. I, I would tend to say accents, but she was uh, just saying how, it, you know, she's very interested in history anyway, but she thought a lot of members might be interested in just learning various things about our, about, you know, historically how, well, here's, here's a good example, New Orleans. She kept talking about how America is a melting pot. New Orleans comes to mind. It's such... It's such an eclectic mix of people and the, the, how the language has really, you know, morphed, how it's changed and evolved from, from uh, French to English. And I think there's even some Spanish mixed in. And so it's, it's you know, speaking of something like that could really interest people. They're in, and they're also then learning about so they're getting a little piece of America that they don't get from you know Hollywood movies or typical things in the news 
Yeah, exactly. That, and that's that's why I think it would be really a, a fantastic idea to do a you know a, a real English show, you know, real English, real culture, and show and talk about you know kind of like a radio show what we're doing now, but talking about as you said like the real the real America, not the Hollywood America that everybody sees, and not the tourist America, because a lot of times people will come to America from another country, but they just go to the, the you know, the, the main tourist things. They go to New York, they see the Empire State Building. That's great, but, you know, there's so much more. Like you said, New Orleans, it's one of my favorite American cities. It's so different. Yes. You, when, you, when a lot of times when people come, and I can speak to my own experience, when I visit other countries, many times you're just getting a surface level of experience. You know, part of that barrier is if you can't speak the language, um, but also another part is if you just don't know where to go, if you are just kind of stuck in those touristy areas, it's just not very representative of necessarily of the area where you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we talk about, uh, we're in San Francisco, and the, the tourist area of San Francisco is called Fisherman's Wharf, and that's where, you know, you go there, and there's lots and lots of tourists, and mostly, when tourists come here, they see Union Square, the little square downtown, and then they see Fisherman's Wharf. But, you know, like, people who live in San Francisco almost never go to Fisherman's Wharf unless they work there or if they're just, like, jogging or something. But we never go to eat there. We never, you know, go meet people there. That So, it, it's you know, I can see why. It's a pretty area because it's on the on the water and it's, it's got some really beautiful views. But on the other hand, that's not the real San Francisco. That's not where people who live in San Francisco hang out or do things. No, you're absolutely right, and and also um, to take that further, a lot of times, well, you know, specifically in Fisherman's Wharf, a lot of those restaurants, that's not the kind of restaurants that are even uh, around San Francisco that people are eating in. They they're catering to tourists, so many times they're they're blander. They're just, you know, we have so many great little ethnic restaurants here in San Francisco, and you're not going to find those in in the tourist area of Fisherman's Wharf. Well, yeah, you know, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you, you'll see a lot of seafood restaurants, which makes sense because it is on the, water, on the uh, bay, the ocean, but also just a lot of uh, bland Americana food. Well, you know, I was going to say, even Anthony Bourdain, you know, the, 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 if, if our listeners don't know, Anthony Bourdain has a show now on CNN. He travels around, and he focuses on food and travel. And he used to have a sh an earlier show on the Travel Channel, I believe. And he came to San Francisco one time, but the restaurants he visited, when when we watched it, we like his show, but when we saw the San Francisco show, we thought, you know, he went to all these terrible restaurants. He didn't go to any of the really famous restaurants that people here like. It was weird, right? Remember that? It was very weird. We We couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it was... That's like, why is he going to the worst restaurants in the city? It was so strange. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it would be really cool that we could talk about that in the show, Joe and you and I, and we could talk about food and music and, you know, your mom's idea is cool too. There's some interesting history about America that people, lots of people don't know. Uh, you know, we're all three Americans, so I think we focus on American, real American English and real American culture. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's exciting the possibilities. You know, speaking of real English, I, I have to laugh because uh, you know the, our last recording of a conversation what, last week. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I wish we had kept our microphones uh, recording because uh, right in the middle of the conversation, remember they you and Joe had that a huge fight. <laughs> Shh. Joe wouldn't want to say that. <laughs> now that's real English. They're yelling at each other. You guys are yelling at each other, and Tomoe and I are there like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny looking back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's real, real English. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if people know, but, yeah, that you and Joe are you know, obviously together. They're a couple. Right. Hmm. <laughs> well, shall we? Uh, why don't we go to uh, Twitter now, and we can uh, answer some of your questions. This is really the probably one of the favorite times, and so Kristen's going to stay with me now, and she's going to help answer these Twitter questions. So you can ask questions to both of us, not just me. Is that okay, Kristen? Yes. All Bring right. It All right. So my Twitter is at aj hogue. It's just my name. So twitter.com slash, and then my name, A.J. Hogue, A-J-H-O-G-E. To send a question on Twitter, you just type the at symbol, you know, like for an email, the A with a circle around it, at A.J. Hogue. You put that first, and then you type your question. I'll see your question, and I can't read all of them because we usually get them very fast, but I'll read some of them, and both... Kristen and I will answer your questions right now. It's question time! Let's go to Twitter, shall we? See what we got on Twitter. All right, so question time. Here we go. Well, first of all, here's a, here's a comment. Remember Georgiana from, uh, well, who's living in Spain, Kristen? The yes, VIP? I, yes, you showed me um, the, the video recording of your... She was the last person you spoke. She was your last guest. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, she just had a comment. She said, Learn Real English is absolutely rocks. It's great. The <laughs> Learn Real English show would be awesome. Oh, great. Thank you, Georgiana. I also uh, I remember speaking to Georgiana, too, on the phone during one of our, our uh, webinars. That's right. Yep. She's a VIP member, ACC member. So, yeah, we did, you, you did chat with her. I think it was our last one. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, taking your questions on Twitter, at AJ Hogue. Type in your questions. Uh, okay, here's an interesting question from Oter. I, you know, I, these Twitter names, OT, Oter Oscar. says, describe your neighborhood and you'll describe the world. That's interesting. Hmm. So, I'm not sure what that... That's not really a question. It's more of a comment. Okay, Maybe here's a... Go ahead. I was going to say, maybe he's asking us to describe, oh, I don't know. I was going to say, maybe he's asking us to describe our neighborhood. Well, maybe he's saying that, the, you know, that a neighborhood is sort of like the uh, microcosm, there's a vocabulary word, microcosm of the world, meaning it's, yeah. like, it's like a little, every neighborhood is like its own little world. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a here's a question I get all the time, so we can discuss this. Uh, from M S Farrell Yam Eight, uh, 
what is the best way to learn vocabulary? I always say reading novels, you know, reading easy books is probably, you know, the best way. Do you have any ideas about vocabulary? Me? Yeah, I was just thinking the same exact thing. Reading books that uh, that you're that people are really interested in, that draw them in. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that is asked a lot, and that's pretty much always. Our answer. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know, the great thing is my guest next week is Teresa Snyder, who is a writer. Uh, I got connected to her on, on Twitter, and she writes uh, kind of uh, fantasy. I'm not sure if she does sci-fi also, but it's, you know, like I think it's mostly fantasy. And for a younger audience, meaning that it's, you know, it's a little bit easier language, so it's perfect for our members. So I'll talk to Teresa next week about writing and reading and on Twitter every day she posts like a recommended book of the day, which I retweet oh. all the time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's really cool. It's one of been my, one of my cool. It's one of been the great you know Twitter connections. So, okay, ah, uh, Julia, you remember Julia, right? Yes. Hi, Julia. <laughs> she says, "Hi, Kristen. I love your passion for animals and nature. How did you develop it?" Oh, I I grew up with. Uh, well, first of all, I grew up in a in a neighborhood where there were a lot of trees so I was always outside playing in the woods so I think that that is where my love of nature started and then as far as animals we always had pets so I we always had cats and dogs and I even had some rabbits and guinea pigs I had a chinchilla at one point which is a little animal it, it, yeah, they have squirrel tails and rabbit ears, and they're re they have really soft fur like rabbits. And uh, hamsters and fish, I've had a lot. So that's where my love of animals developed, which comes from my parents. You know, they obviously had a love of animals, and by bringing pets in, you know, to with into the family with me and my brothers, it just started from there. Yeah, you know, for me too, actually, because I, I love animals as well, and I think it came from having uh, pets. We had a lot of uh, do we had dogs and cats in my family, and uh, and I had pet rabbits at, at one point too, and uh, yeah, it's great. You know, I, I, one of the things I would love to combine, you know, we've talked about this several times, you and I especially, uh, about doing some kind of course or show or even like a travel show where we travel around and then as part of that show trying to help out some nonprofit uh, charities that are helping animals so yes I still think it's a cool idea yeah animals or the, and or the environment <clears throat> uh, oh, this is interesting uh, Joel, Joelma who I believe is uh, from Brazil one of our VIP members uh, said her, she has a suggestion, actually. She says, uh, if he, she suggests that we have short videos about real situations. I think it would be interesting. And I'm not sure exactly what she means by real situations, but I'm guessing, because I've gotten this suggestion before, you know, like ordering in, in restaurants and all that kind of real-life stuff. Oh, that is a good idea. You know what popped into my head when you said real, when you were reading her comments of real situations, is all the real TV uh, shows that we have now? Well, exactly. See, the, I've you know this because I've talked to you about this. I'm excited about it. But that's what I think we should do. I think we should do a kind of reality TV show 
with you and Joe and I so that we have microphones on all the time. We have camera, one or more camera people following us the whole time. And then we go on a trip. You know, maybe we travel somewhere in the United States so we could show American culture. But it's kind of a reality show so that it's even more real because we're not sitting down to have a conversation. We're just living life and meeting people and recording it. Yeah. I, I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be too. And then, like, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and then too, uh, as we've talked about when we're traveling, if there were cameras on us all the time, microphones, you're seeing, uh, you're, you're getting a feel of our real personalities. I mean, our, our real personalities are showing through right now, but even like the not so good times when maybe we're, we're tired or getting frustrated or... Those yeah, because you guys get frustrated and tired all the time. You know, I'm never like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they can see the real AJ when I'm in, in really in a terrible mood. And, oh, no. <laughs> this is the real AJ, too. But, yeah, I think it would be a great idea. It be, it's, a, it's a cool idea. I, it, it would be a little bit expensive to do. We have to hire the camera people, but I think we'll do it. I think we will do it sometime. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, this is a very interesting question from uh, Modi, Modi's 90. What is the thing, so you know, the thing that would make you feel that you're talking to a native speaker? So in other words, I think the question is that you're talking to someone who's not a native speaker, but what is it, what could that person do, or what would it be that would make them feel like a native speaker that would make them seem like they were a native speaker. Hmm. Okay, I'll get my can I get my answer or do you do you have one? No, go ahead. I'm still thinking on it. I think maybe the first thing would be pronunciation. I think that's the first because you know native speakers can have bad grammar. I mean depending <laughs> who they are, right? I mean, I've met plenty of Americans and oh. and, and others who have terrible grammar. And also native speakers, especially if they didn't go to advanced school, maybe their vocabulary is not that big. Mm. But for, So for me, well, I guess it would be two things. It would be pronunciation, so they clear pronunciation. You can clearly understand what they're saying. And then the second thing would be, for me, would be fluency, would be that they're just kind of, it seems effortless. They're, they're talking, but there's no... They're not uh, struggling at all. You know, it just seems to be coming out quite easily. I'm still a little confused by the question. It, he's he's saying how would it how would how would it be, what what would make it easier for native speakers to understand a non-native speaker? Is that basically what he's asking? My feeling of the question is uh, basically, I think the question is how can I sound like a native speaker? I see. Yeah, definitely pronunciation is is key. It's huge, right? Yeah, it's huge. I, and I think that w what's interesting is people get so focused on grammar, 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 they think that, you know, Americans or Canadians or whoever that are, are sitting there noticing every grammar mistake and worrying about that. But a lot uh, people don't really focus much on pronunciation, but it, that's much more important. They just need to understand your words, even if they're not perfectly grammatical, I think. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, also, what something just came to mind is 
kind of being able to get out of your own way. So in other words, not get caught up with that worry and that fear and just yeah, you not be thinking to translate, but just you know to relax and let it come naturally. That's true too. That is a big one. Is the is just that feeling of of relaxed communication. And even if you're not sounding exactly like a native speaker, that's not really important. But if you just come across if you're you know you're relaxed and you're just communicating and you're not worried about grammar and all this translation and and mistakes, you just relax and talking. People will talk to you and they're happy. They won't care. America has lots of people from other countries, so you don't have to sound perfect. Right. Yeah, okay, good. Good question. Let's take uh, another one here. Let's see. Okay, so Teresa Snyder, who I mentioned, she says she writes fantasy, sci-fi, science fiction, uh, paranormal, and memoir. So she writes lots of different things. So looking forward to next Sunday. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. All right. <laughs> okay, uh, someone asked, what is this show about? What this show about? This show is about learning to speak English powerfully and also about career development, kind of international uh, success, you know, living a life uh, of international success. Most people are learning English for a reason. If you're just learning it to take a test, that's a very weak reason. I mean, maybe we can talk about that. What do you, Kristen, in your opinion, you know, um, what do you think that, uh, you know, people should do with their English? In other words, for me, I find that sometimes people don't even realize why they're learning English. They're told to do it in school, but they sort of forget that they're doing it, you know, to improve their career or to travel or something like that. Well, it's like we, we talk about all the time. When you've got that emotional component involved with learning a language, that you're, you're and there's a real purpose I think that you're going to be more successful at learning it. Um, you're going to be more interested, especially when you've really, you know, you've got a clear focus on why it is you're wanting to learn it. Yeah, whether it's it's for your uh, job and you're wanting to uh, advance at your job, or whether it's for travel or. Um, there's a whole group who live in Europe who have, it, it seems like it's a social thing for them. And that... Make connections, too. International friendships. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I know from my own experience, you know, I learned French in high school and college, and I was doing it just because I had to take a language. I was a little bit interest I you know I thought the French language sounded beautiful and I was interested in French culture but there wasn't enough of that to really drive me forward to to continue with it mm, I see so, yeah, take... that, that emotional part is very very important knowing why it is you're learning it and um, you know that it, just having that that interest, that focus. And again, it's it's like you know real English. In other words, real life reasons, not not school reasons. I need to pass this test, but real life. Well, how do you want to use English? You know, to make international friends, to improve your job and career. That's those are much more powerful, right? Yes, it's coming from within you, not someone else telling you you need to do this. 
Just a last comment from Twitter here before we finish the show. Uh, it's from Charlie, speaking of France. Ah, Charlie. Yeah, he <laughs> says, if you guys shoot a reality show, please don't bleep out the swearing. No way. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real English too, you know, those kind of uh, it is. Uh, it, swear it, words. Sorry, I was speaking. Yeah, uh, it it is it's it is real English. Um, hearing the 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 swearing, the cuss words. So that is definitely a part. Come to San Francisco, and you're going to hear it all around you all the time. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't want to say those things, you you probably should at least understand them, so you know. Uh, well, they're not always insults. You know, they're used so in so many ways. You know, these words like shit, fuck, damn. Uh, you know, they. They can be used in positive ways too. They so it's good to sort of learn how they're used and in which situations. Absolutely. All right. So Kristen Dodds, co-founder of Learn Real English. It's learnrealenglish.com. So to learn more about Learn Real English and the Learn Real English courses, again, learnrealenglish.com. Kristen, thanks. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show, and maybe we'll have our own Learn Real English show coming soon, right? Yes. Thank you, AJ, for having me as a guest. Thank you for all your questions. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Okay, see you next time, Kristen. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, so now on the show, just a little bit effortless English news. What's happening in the world of effortless English? One thing we just mentioned talking to Kristen, possibly a Learn Real English show is coming. We're just discussing this idea right now. Kristen and I will be meeting this coming week about creating a Learn Real English show. It would be similar. It would be on Google Plus like this and kind of a talk show uh, method or format. So it's very similar to what we're doing now. But we would discuss real American culture. We're American, so we're going to focus on American, or at least North American culture, Canada and the United States. So we'll talk about that, and as we move forward, I will let you know, maybe you will have another show for more English listening practice. Another piece of effortless English news, I am working on my book still, the, the first effortless English book. The first version, the first draft of the book was finished, and then I sent it to the editor. The editor looked at it, sent it back. Now they want me to add more to the book, make it longer. So I'm writing more on the book again. So this is the process of writing. It's you write, and then you correct things, and then you write more, and then you rewrite and rewrite and rewrite until finally it's done. So I'll let you know when that book will finally be ready. And finally, next week on the show, Teresa Snyder, author, writer, Teresa Snyder, who I mentioned earlier in the show, we'll be talking to her about both reading and writing. So that will be a good time next week to really send in your questions about reading and writing. We'll have a, a, a she's a teacher, and, I believe she's a teacher, and she's also an author of books, and she writes for, at a perfect level for many English learners. Fantastic. So, Teresa Snyder, next week. 
thank you very much. Now, as always, we end the show with our, our mission, the mission of Effortless English. This is the deeper purpose of Effortless English. We have a code and a mission. Our code, how we treat each other, right? So we do the best we can. We do the right thing is number two, and we show each other we care. Our mission is to explore new opportunities for growth to bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world and to boldly go where we have never gone before. I'm AJ Hogue. You have been listening to the Effortless English Show. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com to join our free email course and get more information about our other courses as well. I will see you next week on the Effortless English Show. Thanks so much. Bye for now.